Hey friends, this is Sam and welcome to Next Level You with Sam Kathleen. One of the biggest lessons I've learned since starting my personal growth journey is that the next level of life is different for all of us. My next level is not the same as your next level and that's totally okay. And I also know that like a muscle, our mindset, our psychology, our character and our beliefs are all things that need consistent work. And it is work, but it is also so much fun. So if you're ready for that next level of life, this is the place to get all of the mindset, methods and motivation that you need, whether that's in your health, your relationships, your business or beyond. I am so excited that you're here so we can go and grow on this adventure together. It's time for that next level you. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is part two of the 25 lessons for 25 years. So in today's episode, I'm going to go through lessons 13 through to 25. I'm so excited because there's some really good ones here as well. So let's get started. Lesson number 13. It's not about you. Now, let me give you a bit of context so you know what I mean. When you're working in service of others, it's not about you, it's about them. Now, this lesson has been most relevant in the last two years as I've been growing my business. And one particular example comes to mind. And I'll never, ever, ever forget it. It was when I was running workshops for high school students in their schools. Now, a big part of my mission is to bring coaching into our high schools because I truly believe that it'll change the world. I'm no exaggeration. And so a little while ago, I started running workshops to support students in their success in high school. And there was one particular workshop that is like burned into my brain. Now, these students attending this workshop weren't given the option to attend. You know, these workshops were mandatory. Now, this would be totally fine if these students weren't also in year 12, trying to study for their trials and thinking that anything that wasn't studying was a waste of their time. Long story short, they weren't afraid of letting me know that they thought I was wasting their time during the workshop, and it was not a fun experience. After that workshop, like I'm actually like, I can feel it. I remember because after that workshop, I got in my car just sat there you know I was so embarrassed I felt so ashamed I started thinking maybe I am wasting their time maybe I'm wasting mine maybe I'm not cut out for this maybe I'm not experienced enough you know maybe I need to get a degree or become a teacher for 15 years and then think about doing this and I let myself spiral for another 20 seconds before I realized I was being absolutely ridiculous I remember being in high school. I remember what it was like to feel like I had all this untapped potential. I remember getting to the end of year 12 thinking I just had so much more to give and I had left so much on the table. I reconnected with why I'm so passionate about supporting young people, why it was necessary to support this group of students right then and there, and what kind of impact I knew I could have. Then I connected to what the impact was that they would miss out on if I chose to give up, what the effect would be for the people that I cared so much about if I chose to stop then and there, if I chose to give in to that embarrassment and that shame and decide that that was it for me. And I realized that I couldn't stop because it wasn't about me. It wasn't about looking smart or confident. You know, my end goal wasn't to influence what they thought of me. My end goal was to influence how they saw themselves. And so when I reconnected with that, I realized I had to keep going back. I had to keep showing up again and again and again. 
because it wasn't about me. Lesson number 14, only you get to decide how big your dreams get to be. Now, if I told all of you guys all of my dreams, you'd probably laugh at me for some of them. You know, you might think, oh, that's nice. So maybe hopefully you'll be inspired to dream big too. Now, I'm blessed to have an incredible support network of family and friends who believe in me so, so much. But I do find myself in the odd conversation where someone will tell me about how many small businesses fail within their first five years. And they'll tell me about how no one wants to learn from a 20-something life coach who's barely lived or that I need more corporate experience or that it takes money to make money or that I need 100 degrees before I'm allowed to feel worthy to even start. But I know in my heart that if I shrink my dreams, I'm the one has to li- who has to live with it. And even more than that, because I know that my dreams impact other people, I know in my heart that I'm doing those people a disservice by shrinking. You know, when your dreams impact other people, and they will, in, even in the smallest ways, in ways that you can't imagine, by choosing to shrink who you are and what you're capable of and the unique gifts that you have to offer the world, By shrinking yourself, you're doing all of the people whose lives will change because of you a disservice. Contrary to what anyone else might say, no one knows you better than you do. The only person who gets to decide how big your dreams are is you. Lesson number 15. My best self isn't born, she's made. Now, not to put myself down or anything, but the me from a year ago wouldn't even recognize the me from today, let alone the me from two years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. This lesson reminds me that I get better with every conscious decision I make to be better. You know, it doesn't happen by accident. But also, it means that who I am right now isn't who I have to stay. You know, if there are habits of mine I want to break, I can break them. If there's a hobby of mine I want to take up, there's nothing holding me back. I don't have to accept that's just who I am as an excuse or a way out of anything. The me of today wasn't born, she was made. And who I am is completely within my choice. Lesson number 16, your daily decisions determine your destiny. They say that you're always one decision away from a completely different life and that the decisions that you make, whether it's consciously or automatically, all add up to what you experience as your life and how you can spend your time in the future. You know, the opportunities that will be available to you, the people you get to meet, the places you get to see, all of those are influenced by the choices that you're making today. No pressure or anything, right? So let this lesson be a challenge to you, you know, to live your life by decision and not by default. You know, choose your life by the conscious choices you make every day. Fruit salad or donuts, you know, getting out of bed or scrolling for 30 minutes. Every choice you make leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to your destiny. If you want to create the life of your dreams, it starts by the decisions you make today. Now, lesson number 17, my only limitations are the ones I choose to accept for myself. This is one of my core beliefs. You know, by choosing to accept no limitations, I'm limitless. You know, if I can dream it, I can do it. There is no argument or doubt about it. 
it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's also extremely powerful because whenever there is something that catches my eye, something that I get curious about thinking about, oh, like that would be a really great thing to try. Whether or not I can do it is never an issue anymore. It's never a, oh, I don't know if I'm capable of doing it. I fully believe that I am limitless. And so if I truly want to do it, I can. Lesson number 18, discomfort is a sign that I'm at the threshold of my next level. Now, I used to take discomfort as a sign to not do something, like it was a sign that it wasn't meant for me or that I should be doing something else. Whenever things started to feel difficult, I would get stressed or frustrated and I'd search for the fastest way to not feel that way anymore. And most of the time, the solution was to save face by saying I never wanted it in the first place or that it wasn't meant for me. You know, I made it about anything other than the fact that I couldn't take the challenge, that the discomfort was just too uncomfortable for me. But here's the thing about growing pains. They hurt because you're stretching past what you were before and stretching past what you've possibly ever been. Now, when things get a little challenging, I let myself get excited. And I'm not just saying that either. I'm not saying that I don't get frustrated anymore, but now instead of running or looking for an excuse at the first sign of difficulty, I remember that discomfort means that I'm at the threshold of my next level. And the only way to get to that next level is through this challenge that's in front of me. So when you start to see challenges as necessary for your growth, you can more easily get excited, but you can also more easily be creative and focus on a solution rather than the discomfort. Lesson number 19, the next level of life looks different for everyone. Now, this is a lesson I learned the hard way. Now, I'm not talking about what your ideal life looks like or what success looks like, although we'll go into those very important topics at some point in the future. I'm talking about the next level of life, what comes next, not 50 steps from now, the next step. What I've come to learn is that even though everyone is on their own journey, Things like social media make us feel like the next level of our life has to look or feel a certain way. This is particularly difficult for big dreamers who look at other people's lives, then look at their own, and then think, I should be so much further ahead by now. We see the success of others and we feel so bad when we feel that we're so far away from that level of success. But here's the thing, your next level is going to be very different to where you actually end up. When I say next level, I don't mean when all of your goals are achieved or when you've done everything there is to do. I mean the next step from where you currently are towards where you want to be. Now, let me give you a bit of an example to help make this super clear. If I decided today that I wanted to start running, no one would expect me to look at a marathon runner, feel bad and say, I should be running like that right now. Or look at that person, go, they're so much better than me, I shouldn't even try. It's just silly. Of course, they're better than me. I literally just started. Their next level might be taking on another marathon, but my next level might be running two kilometers every second day or training for a half marathon or whatever it is. My next level is different to their next level because our journeys are completely different. But whenever I let someone else's journey someone else's success, someone else's next level dictate what I should be doing, it gets really, really hard to motivate myself to do anything. And I've noticed that age also plays a huge role in this. We tend to look at other people who are our age or sometimes even younger than us and let that mean that we should be just as or more successful than they are. 
And while I will always advocate for getting inspired by the success of others, it's also true that no one can decide what your next level of life is for you, but you. And here's another great thing about this lesson. When you recognize that everyone's next level is different, you'll realize that there are so many different avenues that you can take to achieve your goals. There are options, there are pathways, and none of them are more right than the other. You'll also realize that by focusing on just that next level, you know, one level ahead rather than 50 levels ahead, everything feels a lot more possible, a lot more manageable, and a lot less overwhelming. Lesson number 20. Grace will work as hard for you as you do. Now, there are a few things that are out of our control, and it's with those things that we need a little grace or luck or divine intervention, whatever you want to call it. However, I found that grace will always seem to work as hard for me as I do. You know that saying, the harder I work, the luckier I seem? Like, it's honestly true, but it's not just the luckier I seem. When you work hard, more doors open for you. When you put in effort, you'll be able to see and create more opportunity. You know, a lot of the great experiences that I've been blessed to have are 100% right place at the right time types of situations. But if it, if I wasn't who I was, you know, if I didn't work as hard as I had before that, I wouldn't have arrived at these opportunities prepared for them. Let me give you an example to show you what I mean. When I was completing my master's degree, I had to complete an internship somehow related to the publishing industry to get some real world experience. The university could help us find internships, but it was up to us to secure our own opportunity. Now, I was fortunate enough to intern at one of Australia's most prominent publishing houses in a definitely right place at the right time situation. However, there was no way that I would have been at the right place had I not taken all of these other steps beforehand. Because if I had not interned for an author a few months prior to that, I wouldn't have met the person who would have become my supervisor. But if I hadn't gone out and looked for that internship in that first place with that author, I never would have met the author, which would have meant I never met, would have never met my future supervisor, which would have meant that I never got the chance to intern at that particular publishing house. It's the thing, if I approach that publishing house without all of that previous experience, without all of that hard work beforehand, Grace wouldn't have been able to help me actually get that internship. So many of my friends told me I was so lucky that this publishing house didn't offer internships, that interns don't get to do what I was able to do. You know, interns didn't attend pitch meetings or get a same book covers or get to learn about contracts and design and all sorts of other things. And yes, Grace played a huge role in me being able to have these opportunities. But if I didn't work hard to find an internship with that author in the first place, if I didn't work hard to upskill, even if I didn't know what role I was upskilling for, if I didn't sell my skills and convince Lou, my supervisor, to take a chance on me, none of those amazing things would have happened. So yes, there are some things that need to be left to grace or luck or a higher power or divine intervention because there's a lot out of our control. But grace will work hard for you if you work hard for you too. Lesson number 21. I don't want to be the next anyone. I want to be the first of me. Now, this lesson is absolutely massive for anyone, but especially for business owners, for creatives, for entrepreneurs, for anyone who wants to make an impact in this world. There are so many giants in every industry who've made a huge difference. You know, they're super well known. They end up being our idols. You know, the people we aspire to becoming like. 
And I have so many people who inspire me constantly, but a big lesson that I had to learn while I was writing and podcasting and creating courses and building my own coaching business is that it's more important to be the best version of me rather than a watered down replica of someone else. If people wanted someone else, they would go to someone else. But what will make people want to engage with me are the things that are unique to me. You know, the things that are different from everyone else. And I can hear all my creative clients in my head saying, well, yes, Sam, I want to be unique, but being original is so hard. It's basically impossible at this point. Challenging, yes, but impossible, definitely not. Think of it this way. There is no one in human history or in the potential future that is or will be exactly like you. No one has ever existed or will ever exist with the same thoughts, the same beliefs, behavior patterns, habits, dreams, desires, strengths, growth opportunities, or experiences as you. The smallest things that might seem unimportant or unrelated are actually the things that will set you apart from everyone else. So my own life, you know, my obsession with magic has helped shape the way I see the world and the way that I explain concepts to my clients. My love of storytelling has led me to writing in the traditional sense, but also creating content through videos and podcasts and courses and workshops, all of which speak directly to the exact people I'm called to serve. When I write, I don't try to sound like anyone else. I write how I speak. And a lot of the times it doesn't make a lot of sense or it's grammatically incorrect, or I could have possibly said it in a better way. But the way that I speak, the way that I communicate really resonate with the people who are meant to be in my community, who I'm meant to be impacting. And so I don't change any of that. I don't try to sound more like anyone else or less like myself. I try to just speak the way that I speak or write the way that I write, knowing that the message will come across. And the fact that I'm an older sister, you know, helped shape my mission to support young people. If I was the youngest child, I probably wouldn't feel the same way that I do being the oldest of three. Now, before all of these things about me, the magic, the storytelling, the being an older sister, all of it felt unrelated and inconsequential in business or in setting myself apart. But it's actually those things that make me unique and make me stand out. And they're the things that my ideal customer, my ideal client, or the people I'm meant to impact, those are the things that really resonate with people. And so I've learned that the thing that will make me stand out in the marketplace is being the best version of me, the first of me, rather than the next someone else. Lesson number 22, question everything, your beliefs especially. Now, I talk about this in more detail in my book, Better Questions, but the gist of it is this. So many of our beliefs about ourselves and the world around us and what we're capable of are either outdated, taken from someone else, or they're not serving our highest good. We pick up beliefs as we grow older, as we interact with others and live our best life. And often, once we pick up a belief, we remain stubborn in that belief for the rest of our lives. And granted, there are a lot of beliefs that serve our highest good that we want to remain stubborn in. For example, if I believe that if I put my hand over an open fire, I'll get burned, that belief will stop me from going out there and getting burned. But a lot of beliefs stop us from realizing our fullest potential and they actually keep us playing small. Like the belief that I had that I wasn't athletic or that I was incapable of playing sports or the belief that my parents had that business is hard, that you're more likely to go broke than you are to make it, that it's not sustainable or smart, that it's for other people, but not me. 
Now, let me just say that I love my parents dearly. I know that their beliefs were shared with me out of love and concern and the fact that they want success and security for their daughter. And yes, those beliefs might be true for others. But I also know that if I had accepted those beliefs as true for me, then you wouldn't be listening to me right now. If I had accepted that business is too hard, that it's not sustainable, that it's not for me, then I wouldn't be able to experience the life that I get to live every day. I would be on a completely different path. One that's not wrong, but not one that's as incredible as this. Now, if this belief or if any belief isn't serving you, you can let it go. You can replace it with a more empowering belief. And it's something that I will teach you how to do at some point in the future through this podcast. Lesson number 23, you can't please everyone. So focus on your opinion of you. I posted something a while back and I was completely blown away by how many messages I got about it. You know, the message resonated with so many people and it was both humbling, but also so concerning. And I realized so many of us focus so much time and energy on trying to be everything for everyone that we forget to be everything for ourselves. So I'm going to read the caption that I wrote on this post because it basically summarizes lesson 23. I wrote, you are not for everyone and that's okay. Does Nike stop making shoes because some people prefer Adidas? Does Apple stop making computers because some people prefer PCs? No one does what you can do exactly the way you do. And yet so many times, whether in our personal lives or in business, we get so discouraged by the possibility of rejection, by a few no's from people who aren't our ideal client or from people whose opinions don't affect our lives, or by a weird comment or two from people who are only hating on you because they aren't happy with where they're at themselves. You are not for everyone and that's totally okay. You are exactly enough for those you are meant to work with and those whose lives you're destined to change. Lesson number 24, time passes anyway. How you choose to invest that time is up to you. And I personally use the I'm too old for this excuse way more times than I can count. Now, I'm too old to start something new or it's too late for me. The things that I've commonly said about a lot of things that I wanted to try. Now, usually these beliefs are founded in the fear of looking stupid or embarrassing myself, or I'm just really worried about what other people might think. You know, I've literally heard my inner critic say in the most condescending voice imaginable, oh, look at you, look at you trying. Like how rude, right? But here's the thing, time will pass anyway. You know, time will still pass whether you go back to school or not, or whether you choose to pick up a new hobby or a new skill, try something else that's new. Or not, you know, time passes regardless of what you choose to do or what you choose to avoid. So if time passes anyway, why don't you just try it? You know, how you choose to invest your time is completely up to you. And if time passes anyway, you might as well invest it in things that level you up, that bring you joy, that can make a positive impact on this world. You know, I actually said this to myself when I was considering whether or not to start playing Oztech. I said, I could either be a 23-year-old beginner or I can wait a couple of years and be a 25-year-old beginner or a 26-year-old beginner. I might as well start now. And lesson number 25, the best way to inspire others and to heal the world is to lead by example and live your life out loud. 
when I first got into personal development and I was reading all the books and attending all of the workshops and listening to all of the podcasts, I felt like I was just bombarded with so much incredible knowledge. And I was like, damn, this is life-changing. I need to share it with everyone I know. And so I promptly went to my boyfriend and word vomited to him. And I went to my mom and word vomited to her. And I'm just shoving all of these new ideas at the people that I love because I love them, because I wanted them to have the best life possible. But here's the thing. They were not ready for what could only be described as an attack that I had on them, trying to like just give them all of these things like, oh, you could change your life by doing this thing and this thing and this thing. And also you should know this and you should know this and you should read this book and you should go to this course and you should go to this workshop. Like it was just a lot. It was a lot, a lot. And I didn't trust that they would learn these things in their time. And I was so frustrated because I was like, I'm trying to help you change your life. Why won't you let me help you? And then I realized that there was so much friction, that there was so much resistance because I needed to first live and learn by example. I needed to show them what these principles that I was trying to teach them, what they looked like in practice. You know, what what could this idea actually do in someone's life? I needed to live my life out loud and lead by example. And that my life could be the thing that inspires someone to action rather than me just yelling at someone and telling them all of these great things, right? There is something, gosh, there's a saying that someone literally said to me the other day, and I'm trying to remember what it was. It was so eloquent, but it was something along the lines of, it's best to lead oh, it's best to lead with your life and not with your lips. Like, oh my gosh, so, so true, right? Like if you want to inspire others, I've learned that the best way to do it is to just go out there and do it, you know, live the live the, the, the ideals that you're trying to teach other people, that you're trying to inspire other people by because they'll see how it transforms your life. And then they'll turn to you and be like, oh my gosh, teach me your secrets. How are you able to do that? And then that's the time when they're so primed and so ready for you to share the stuff, like share the content, share the ideas, share the knowledge, but not before that, because otherwise it just seems like an attack on them. You yelling new concepts at them. And just a little shout out to my boyfriend and to my mom and to my sister and to my best friends, because my bad, you know, when I first started in this personal growth space, I just completely bombarded them with all of these things and I get mad at them for not implementing them in their own lives while I was still trying to learn how to implement them in mine so my bad love you guys I appreciate you sticking by me (laughs) and there you have it those are lessons 13 to 25 from my 25 lessons for 25 year series it was really tough to narrow it down to these 25 and so I would love it love it love it if you could hop on over to my Instagram at nextlevel.u and let me know which of these lessons resonated with you the most which ones you loved which ones like made the biggest like had the biggest aha for you and share some of your life lessons with me too I'll drop all the links in the show notes for you thank you so so much for joining me today now get ready because it's time for that next level you Congratulations, you've made it to the end of another episode of Next Level You with Sam Kathleen. I know that time and energy is so precious and I'm so honored that you chose to invest some of yours with me today. 
To keep up to date with all things Next Level U, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and head on over to samkathleen.com forward slash next level you for any and all of the resources, links, and the show notes for this episode. You can also find the link to join our exclusive Facebook community if you are looking to surround yourself with fellow big dreamers growing towards that next level. Get ready. It's time for that next level you.